Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome back to a quick shot of romance. Um, I am Becky and joining me for this quick shot of romance is Carolina. Hi, Carolina. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. Great. I can't wait to talk about cowboys. <laughs> I know, right? I'm so excited. Um, so we, September has been small town September. You'll notice a theme in all of our quick shots this month that we're talking about a different small town in each book. And I have been so excited that I have like gone down the small town romance rabbit hole. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I really like, I forget how much I do love small town romance. Yeah, I love them too. There's something enchanting about them. There is. So on this episode, we are reviewing Never Enough by Kelly Elliott. Um, it keeps with our small town September theme as we are headed to Hamilton, Montana. Um, this is the home of broody cowboys and sassy women and bull riding. Yes, ma'am. I'm so excited um, because a week from when this episode drops, um, Leah and Lindsay are taking everybody to visit bull riders also. So it's kind of cowboys. Probably should have done cowboys or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, Carolina, can you read us the synopsis from Goodreads? Yes. Lying to forget the pain of his wife's death, Brock Shaw has immersed himself in the one thing that lets him escape the guilt, bull riding. But life on the road means leaving his young son at home with his parents. They want him to give up his career and be a father to his child. But Brock needs the adrenaline to get through each day, or so he thinks. Lincoln Pratt needs a fresh start. As a top interior designer in Atlanta, she has everything she could ever want. But she always, but she's always at her father's mercy. Mercy, something's missing, and Lincoln knows she'll only find it somewhere far away like the rolling pastures of Hamilton, Montana, where she meets the irresistibly mysterious Brock. In Brock Shaw, Lincoln sees the part of her that's missing. In Lincoln Pratt, Brock sees the part of himself that he thought he'd lost. But the pain of his past blinds him. Can he let himself love again? So this released in December of 2019. Um, so almost two years old. This is Cowboys, Small Town, Single Dad, Grumpy Sunshine, um, and Damaged Hero. Probably fish out of water a little bit, too, for the fact that she's a city girl mm -hmm. moving to small town Montana. Um, it's not as bad, though. She kind of assimilates and copes pretty quickly into the lifestyle. Yeah, she does. I think she embraces it. Um, her friend um, in the second book, I think, has more fish out of water moments yes, than and she I does. Yes. And hold on. I have to look it up because I forgot to Kaylee. put it in our notes. No, um, our put out percentage. Um, oh. So put out percentage of never <laughs> enough is 64%. So a little bit of a slow burn on this one, guys. Um, I still had it a steam level, but we're moving. I don't know if everybody's noticed, but we're kind of moving away from steam level because steam is so subjective. Um we've kind of gone towards the way of put out percentage, which for us put out percentage is when it, there is on page sexual action. Right? I think that's what we decided. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm pretty sure Brock might be the broodiest and grumpiest cowboy that ever existed in the history of cowboys. Like, 
He's he's definitely in the top five. Like it's bad. I was like, when it first. So when you first start the book, and he is on the phone with his son because he has a four year old son, and his mom and dad are pretty much raising the child because the pull. So from what I can gather, it sounds like the bull riding tour, which is called the PBR, lasts from like March through November. And then in the winter, they tend to go down to Brazil, where bull riding is huge in Brazil. And it didn't really say if he traveled to Brazil on the tour, um, but he spends like... A majority of his time on the road. Yeah, Mm -hmm. eight out of 12 months a year on the road. And he leaves... They they do mention that he'll come back for weekends or um, small breaks within the tour. Yeah. But for the most part, he is. um, So, yes. Yeah. And so his mom and dad are pretty much raising the little boy. Um, The grandma's going to the PTA meetings and um, and grandma is sassy. Stella, her name is Stella. She is sassy. Like she kind of pulls. She doesn't hold her thoughts. She tells him, like, listen, at some point, this is going to have to stop. You got to show up. You got to show up. Well, because her and Ty Senior, she wants to do things with her husband. She's wants as much as she loves her grandson. She's ready to be a grandparent, not a parent. Yeah. So. And so. I think they gave him leeway um, after the death of his wife. Um, which. Right. So, you know, they gave him some grace, but I think they're like, okay. Well, it's been to- four years. So three or four years, it's time. It's time to now figure out how to parent. And that is a whole interesting piece to the story. And we'll get to that a little later because I don't want to spoil anything. But the loss of his wife actually plays a fairly large part into the storyline. Like it explains, does not justify, but explains some of his behaviors and decisions that he makes. I think, I mean, it's the real big cause of his broodiness. And there is a lot of self-inflicted guilt with it. So I'd agree with that. So let's talk about Lincoln because I have, she is a boss. Um, I think that she takes risks. She is smart and thoughtful. And I just, I loved her. I loved her. I think she's great. Um, and I think she's very open to what the new opportunity brings. There's the big reason, and I don't think this is real, a big spoiler, but the real reason that she's coming, she's moving from Atlanta to Montana was because, um, as it said in the blurb, that her father was, you know, really kind of driving stuff in her life. And as she was building her career, she thought she was getting opportunities because of her own hard work. And that wasn't the case because her father was stepping in constantly. So she wanted to, she had enough drive and determination that she wanted to stand on her own two feet. And so she moved and found a house to move into and a new job that was a great fit for her. Yeah. Um, I, I thought that uh, the way she goes about the move and when she talks about why she moved and what she picked, this was a great opportunity under someone looking for um, 
an assistant or a partner within her interior design firm. And it got her away from any influence. Like there's no way her father will have any influence um, all the way in Montana from Atlanta, Georgia. So um, I just, yeah, I felt like she was super thoughtful. The other thing I thought that was great about her, she was very respectful of Brock and where he was at. So sometimes we get a heroine that when you have such a grumpy Gus of a guy, such a curmudgeon that you'll sometimes get a female heroine that will push like, why, why can't you change? Why aren't you home more? Why can't you accept these things? She didn't, she didn't try to change him. She accepted Mm -hmm. that he had limitations and the moment when they come together, even in that moment, like she knew this was going to be a little more difficult for them to have an intimate connection, not the physical, but the intimate connection. And mm-hmm. playing a whole part into all of this is the fact that he's a dad. He has a small boy that she's already fallen in love with because he's adorable. He is super charming. Absolutely. A spitfire. Hilarious. Um, you know, going back to Lincoln, I would 100% agree. She's. I would also give her pretty observant. You know, she sees... There's things that, you know, raise a few flags on why the sale of the house and why she's only been dealing, um, it used to be Brock's house, but she's only been dealing with Ty Jr. Um, no, D- Tanner. No, no Ty, Ty Jr. <laughs> Ty Jr. is the, um, Ty Jr. the brother. Mm-hmm. The brother. The older brother. The older brother. Um, and so there's a few things that kind of pique her interest, but she she wades that delicately and as she gets some more things revealed and it does cause some tension between her and Brock as she asks a few questions as she gets to know Blaze and the family um but she's very respectful about it and um and she builds these great relation natural great relationships with the different family members um with Stella with Ty and with Blaze and yeah that kid is freaking adorable and charming and like the things that come out of his mouth are super cute and it only gets better in the series so i've i've actually have now read the full series i read it i read it out of order um but this podcast was a great excuse to kind of finish it up (laughs) (laughs) and i will tell you it just he keeps getting cuter and more adorable um with yeah i've only read (laughs) I have only read book um, one and two, so I need to get to the other brother, uh, his book, and then the best friends. Um, yeah, I am. He, the little boy, was adorable in book two uh, when he talks about the crush that he has on the love interest in that book, which is Kylie, who is just wait until book Lincoln's three. best friend. Oh my goodness! Just wait until book three. I can't. He, wait. He's a whole new level in book three. Oh my goodness. Um, so, so I didn't, so they're just, I also, I, I also want to say the relationship that Lincoln builds with blaze is she's not using it to get to Brock. She's using yeah. it to, because she genuinely cares about blaze and she is 100% charmed by this little boy. And yeah, it, he, he makes a connection with her as well. So it's like this mutual connection that they have. 
Well, and the connection between Blaze and Lincoln actually happens outside of Brock. And it's not, sometimes, you know, when we get a single dad, um, you get two kind of situations. Sometimes it's where the kids are really in the mix of everything and that's what the piece that pulls them together. Or sometimes you get the situation where the parent holds back the kids because of not wanting to expose them until they're sure that this is worth investing in. But because of the location of Lincoln's house to where Blaze lives with his grandparents and where his dad's house is on the ranch in Montana, um, he's just kind of in the neighborhood. And so they develop this rapport between the two of them outside of Lincoln's attraction and relationship to Brock. And later on in the story, he also, Blaze has a moment with his father, you know, as their story develops, that is very much of like, okay, what's happening here? It's just a very honest conversation. And I think it helps Brock bring things into perspective and where they really want it to go. Sometimes, you know, what a child says, they're very straightforward and direct and yeah. i think that helps brock as well there's a really sweet moment between the three of them where they're sitting on the couch in a hotel room watching a movie because the family has come to see brock um perform at uh the rodeo for the bull riding and they're watching a movie and the little boy falls asleep with his head on her lap and it's just it's just sweet it's innocent um Brock kind of complains about being cock blocked by his own kid because <laughs> he was supposed to, you know, be at Grant with grandma and grandpa. But it's just such a sweet story. I I really did like those little snapshots into kind of what life is like when you're um, a single parent dating. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about some of the support characters in this book, because like we said, they do get, some of them do get their own books. Um, I loved Kylie, who is Lincoln's best friend. She has come with Lincoln to help her move to Montana. She's only supposed to be there for a couple weeks. Um, but she brings some sass. All kinds of sass. I loved her. I loved yes. Her. It's, she's, uh... <laughs> She, she jumps before she thinks kind of personality <laughs> and yeah. she, she's, she's out there and she and Ty Jr. have this immediate flirtatious connection Yeah, that it, it's also, it's also this kind of love, hate, just they get under each other's skin. Yeah, there's a great moment towards the end of the book, and I will not spoil it, where the two of them have to come together to kind of help um, to help Kylie out a little bit because something's happened to Brock and the two of them. And they're back and forth in that situation. The help banter. Lincoln. Oh, help, help Lincoln. Lincoln. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, help Lincoln. The banter between the two of them is just a riot. I really liked them. Yes. Uh, then we have Tanner, who is the younger brother of Brock. Um, we don't really get a lot of him yet in this first book. We get a little more of him in the second book. Uh, he is a He's calf a roper. Roper. Is that mm -hmm. they call him ropers? I learned all sorts of new cowboy and they, lingo. And he works with a partner. Um, 
So they travel quite a bit as well. Yeah. Um, and then we have Stella and Ty Sr. And she's the perfect boy mom. Um, she gets it and she holds them accountable. Like, seriously, she's not afraid to take her grown ass, big ass boys and pull them by the ear and be like, straighten up. What is wrong with you? She also has some great moments with Lincoln and that are like this motherly push. Yes. That um, I, I think that are very special and also important for Lincoln to, to move forward. Um, one of the things that I really enjoyed about this book is there was a natural flow to it. Nothing felt forced. It felt like everything had a really natural um, development and growth of relationships. Like, you know, we talked about Blaze and Lincoln together. Like, it was separate from Brock. How, even though Brock was kind of not sure how to deal with Lincoln and his attraction to her, there was a natural development between the two mm -hmm. of them. Like, the steps that happened made sense. Nobody pushed. So while I grumble about a slow burn... Um, it made sense that this was 64%. There was a, there was a reason for it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, anything else? Oh, Dirk, the best friend. Dirk, the best friend. Book four. He gets book four. Um, yeah, yeah. he's, he's a personality all his own. Um, I didn't know whether or not to love or hate him. And it plays into the situation with the wife that has passed. Um, and I just... I kind of questioned him through the whole book until almost to the end, just how much of a good friend he is, or is he still a little salty about things that had happened in the past? But you get a much better sense by the end of this book. Yes. Yeah, you do. You get a much better sense of this. The other thing that I like about this book and this series is that, um, that when the couple finally commits a lot of time that's at the end of the story and the book is done yeah and this series is not the case there's a there's more story after the couple commits to each other um and I'm not going to give anything else away but you don't it's not all of a sudden like okay they're together and roses and sunshine and that's the end of the book so you get more of the story you get more time you feel like you get more time with the characters because of that and i enjoy that about this book and the series it makes it feel more happily ever after and that you know that as they move forward in the relationship and they hit some bumps in the road they're gonna be okay mm -hmm. it doesn't just stop with a happily for now and then maybe an epilogue like you feel confident in this couple being together moving forward so I did like them a lot. Okay, so let's get to our questions. Uh, Carolina, did you like this book? I loved this book. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and like I said, I, I don't know. There's just something special about Brock and Lincoln that 100% yeah. love them. Um, I liked this book too. I like a cowboy romance. This has all the fall feels to it, um, even though it takes place in summer. It was wonderful. I really did enjoy this. Um, who do you think would typically like this book? People who love a uh, small town, cowboys for sure. I, there's, 
that was the other thing. There was this, as they go out on dates, there's this great charming flirtation, like this old school, he opens the door, there's the butterflies, you know, the hand on the small of your back. So if you like those elements, this is a great book for you as well. Yeah, it's a small town romance with a lot of intimacy into it and fully developed characters. Um, and you don't have to love cowboys to love this story. You just really have to be open to the intimacy of a romance. And this one is definitely fits that bill. Um, Carolina, would you recommend this book? Yes. <laughs> 100%. You actually did. This was your pick for our small town September romance. Um, and I too would recommend it. I actually have put the full series on my book it list for the rest of September. My goal is to read all four books by the end of the month. So I'm in love with Hamilton, Montana. I cannot wait to visit again. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you, Carolina, for joining us for this quick shot of romance. And until next time, everyone, happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.